Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm. I'm your host, Megan Strand with Engage for Good. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio. There's over 180,000 titles for you to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio and get your free audiobook today. Did you know that most toothpaste tubes are made from plastic and aluminum, making them impossible to recycle? It took five years of development, but Colgate thinks it's finally come up with a solution in the form of its Smile for Good toothpaste tube made from high-density polyethylene, the same plastic used for making milk jugs. In this episode of Cause Talk Radio, I talk with Ann Tracy, VP of Safety, Sustainability, and Supply Chain Strategy at Colgate about their new recyclable tube, how Colgate is open to sharing their new technology with the industry, and how consumer behavior is a big part of this equation. We also discuss some of Colgate's other sustainability initiatives, including their efforts around water conservation. Well, hello, Anne, and welcome to Cause Talk Radio. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks, Megan. I'm delighted to be here with you today. So we're here today because Colgate has developed a recyclable toothpaste tube, which sounds like kind of a simple thing to do, but in reality, it sounds like it was far from easy. So can you tell us a little bit about when Colgate first realized there was an issue with your existing tubes from a sustainability standpoint? And then maybe tell us a little little bit about the timeline. Like, How long did it take from those initial discussions to actually starting to design something new? We have been working on a sustainability program here at Colgate for many years. And we actually have had um, a strategy in place with targets that come due this year, and we're busy right now working on our 2025 strategy. But for our 2020 strategy, specifically around um, packaging, we had a target in place uh, to have most of our packaging in three out of our four categories recyclable. Um, So in our other primary categories include pet care, personal care, and home care. And the obvious category missing is oral care. And when we set that strategy up five years ago, we knew at the time that toothpaste tubes, obviously a big part of our packaging for oral care, um, was something that we would need to tackle. And at the time, we didn't have an answer for it. So we began right away anticipating that this is where we needed to head. And we, we had a goal in place to make our toothpaste tubes recyclable. So For the past four or five years, we've been working um, hard with our global packaging engineers to develop that technology. Um, And and we have now published that for 2025, 100% of our packaging, plastic packaging across all our categories, including oral care, will be recyclable. So that was clearly um, something that we started focusing on, you know, again, several years back, um, and we're really pleased that 
we were able to tackle this big issue. Um, we are the world leader in in, toothpa- in the toothpaste packaging around the world. So we knew this was important as as such as the leader, we had to tackle this issue. So just to break it down for our listeners, for those of us not in the toothpaste world, the issue with existing toothpaste containers is that there's a layer of aluminum or something in them that makes it challenging. It keeps the products intact, but it makes it challenging to recycle. Is that accurate? Right. The current toothpaste tube or the old technology, um, which our consumers have been used to for many years to squeeze their tube to get their toothpaste out is the number of layers of laminate with, as you said, an aluminum layer in the middle. And that aluminum layer has been very important for a couple of reasons. It helps to preserve not only the flavor over time of our toothpaste, but it also helps, more importantly, to preserve the efficacy of the fluoride, which is what why people brush their teeth to prevent cavities. So that barrier was always in place with aluminum and you could not put the tube in a plastic recycling stream because of the aluminum layer in there. So what our team has been busy working on or have and have accomplished is a way to make what we call a mono material. So one type of plastic, which is it's called HDBPE, which is basically your common bottle, your milk bottle plastic. And they've worked, they've built a way to make that new laminate layer protective so we can, we can deliver the same good toothpaste that tastes good and is just as effective. But now with mono material, um, uh, tube so that you can now take the tube, you can squeeze it like you used to, just like a normal toothpaste tube, but now you can put it in your bottling recycling stream. Um, and can you take us a little bit behind the scenes to those initial conversations? What were the challenges that your team saw? And what were, was it always the intention to do a recyclable tube? Or were there other options that you guys bantered about a bit before coming to the recycled tube? We we feel the tube will be around for some time to come. And that because this is what our consumers know and love and use. So it was important for us to start with a recyclable tube, which, by the way, does contribute to the circular economy, um, you know, as, as, as a prevailing option for us. That doesn't mean that we aren't looking at other materials, other ways of delivering toothpaste. Um, but we think, you know, as again, as a leader in, tooth, in toothpaste and oral health around the world, that we had to come up with this option for our consumers. Um, so, yes. So that putting that aside, um, there were not there were always challenges in place technically as to how we would get there. That makes sense. And then, did have you ever considered kind of a loop type refillable container for toothpaste, or is that um, just a little bit too different for consumers? Um, more recently, you know, that's something we're looking at. Um, but I think initially we wanted something. You know, one of the big challenges. So you asked about challenges. Consumers get confused about how to recycle, right? And and get confused about um, how do they change their behaviors. It's a challenge to get consumers to change behaviors. And we recognize that as a consumer goods company. So when we, if I can go back to when we started the process of deciding how would we develop a toothpaste delivery system that's circular in nature, 
we decided we'd have to go with something consumers know already. So I go back to the to the HDPE plastic, which is the normal bottle bottle that they're used to recycling. So we we started with that in mind, and then worked backwards to develop this new recyclable tube. And that that wasn't easy. That was challenging on a technical basis. Um, and you know, a lot has evolved around plastic waste just over the past two years. Um, and we're we're very much you know um, aware of all the changes and the need to reduce plastic. So we are looking at alternatives. We are looking at loop. Um, you know, we have a strong partnership with TerraCycle and, and who own the loop, uh, the loop, the loop concept. Um, so we are starting in that in that space with with mouthwash um, and exploring other options as well as other types of materials. Again, as I said, to deliver toothpaste. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio. One book I am completely obsessed with and highly recommend is The Art of Gathering, How We Meet and Why It Matters by Priya Parker. It is absolutely a perfect combination of philosophy and practicality as it relates to your next gathering of people, whether that's a business meeting or a conference, a huge surprise party, or maybe just a backyard barbecue. I highly recommend this book and you can get it for free on Audible with your 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio. Well, as you kind of alluded to a couple of minutes ago, one of the challenges with something like this, you guys are putting all of this time and energy and effort into a recyclable tube, but there's that consumer behavior piece of it and getting people to actually recycle this fantastic tube that you've brought to market. So um, how much education have you had to do around um, encouraging people to recycle and is it working? Have you had good response from consumers in terms of recyclability and their behavior change? Is that something you're still working on? I would say we're at the beginning of that journey. So I like to say that this whole effort to develop a recyclable tube, half of the half of the energy or half of the effort and the challenge has been around developing the technology, which we're very proud of. And during that process, one of the important steps that we took was to partner with the APR or Association for Plastic Recyclers here in the U.S. to make sure that what we were developing actually would be technically recyclable. So we we went through that effort um, knowing that that would put out in the public kind of the recyclability efforts that we were we had underway. Um, and we, we got to the point where we did testing in, in recycling facilities, and we were very pleased to be the first company to receive the approval by the APR here in the U.S. And by the way, we're doing the same thing in other parts of the world. There are, there are you know, sister, com- sister uh, NGOs around the world, pre in the Europe and so forth. So we're doing the same work there. So, okay, so now we have a tube that's been approved. The next big piece of work that we have to take on, so we're not just, you know, stopping there. We have to work with consumers. We have to work with the recycling infrastructure out there, as we call the MRFs, the material recovery facilities, 
and educate them. And to do that, we're partnering with groups like the Recycling Partnership, um, which is an NGO that helps to educate both the infrastructure world as well as consumers. And that's a huge effort, a huge undertaking, but we have resources busy working every day on that part of the effort. So one half of the job is to develop the technology. The other half of the job is to make sure it's accepted. We also have partnered with, in addition to the Recycling Partnership with How to Recycle, who are famous for the recycling icons that, recyclability icons that are put on PAC. So we're definitely, you know, communicating on PAC that it's recyclable. And then I know one of the priorities for you in putting all of this work into developing this recyclable tube is to be able to share some of that technology with the industry. And I know that you don't necessarily feel that everyone needs to adopt your tube, um, but just that you're kind of wanting to show some leadership in encouraging other folks in the oral care industry and beyond to kind of adopt these types of recycling technologies. So can you talk a little bit about that and your approach and um, maybe some of the conversations you've had with other companies about this, these sustainability type issues and initiatives? You know, what's been amazing to me with all these major issues, whether it's plastic waste, climate, water scarcity, et cetera, is the nature of um, the community of peers to come together to tackle these big problems. And I think the recognition that, that, that no one company can do this alone, right? Um, and particularly when it comes specifically to, to this topic, uh, making packaging that is not recyclable today, recyclable tomorrow, um, it's only truly recyclable if a certain critical mass of tubes, in this case tubes, um, actually start to go through the stream. So whether they're toothpaste tubes or personal care tubes for, you know, cosmetics or whatever, or lotions, it, the right thing to do is to have all tubes move to a recyclable format. So, you know, we recognize that early on, it really does no good for us, Colgate, to have a recyclable tube if we're the only one, because it won't actually, by definition, be recyclable. So we are encouraging through our retailer partnerships, um, through our you know pre-competitive relationships with our peers and even our competitors, to adopt you know a recycling recyclable tube technology, and we're willing to share what we've learned um, with them to help them uh, develop their own. Um, and we've started that process with a number of companies. Um, and, you know, having that discussion and sharing our knowledge. Um, and, you know, as, as, as you know, um, as we spoke about earlier, it, that's something we're very open about. Can you talk a little bit about um, some of the feedback and response you've gotten from consumers or even from competitors about this recyclable, recyclable tube? Yeah, I mean, we were really pleased about the response. We had of a lot of organic positive feedback in the media and from our peers. Um, and I think, you know, uh, I'll just anecdotally give you one example. We like to, to talk often about what we're doing in our sustainability um, accomplishments through LinkedIn. 
Um, and we've received lots of very, very positive feedback there. So I think people are generally very positive. I think, you know, those who are more technically closer to what is truly recyclable um, have come out and said, for sure, you know, the rest of the world needs to get there or it won't be recyclable. So we, we acknowledge that. And that's, again, why we're sharing our technology um, openly. Um, so I would say overall, the response has been very positive. Um, there's a, a big show in the U.S. called CES or the Consumer Electronics Show. We, were, we brought a few products down there, some of our new technology around electric toothbrushes, which is also very exciting. But we had the recyclable tube there. And in fact, the, the head of R&D for Procter & Gamble was there and um, she took it home with her and nice. was pretty impressed. And she, she, get, she complimented us on it. So we, we took that as a, a big deal. Yeah, that is a big deal. Fantastic. Well, sustainability, I know, is a priority at Colgate. All the things we've been talking about today, I know you do a lot more than just recycled uh, toothpaste tubes. And I know you've had some really terrific initiatives around water conservation, speaking to that consumer behavior piece. Can you talk just a little bit about some of those other efforts? Maybe give us a little snapshot of some of the other work you're doing in this space. Today, there's a lot of different topics swirling out there in social media and the mainstream news even around sustainability, ESG. Um, but there are some very specific topics that are important to us here at Colgate. You mentioned water. Um, we've done a lot of work. We're a consumer goods product company, and most all of our products require water to use them. So whether it be toothpaste, um, body wash, or fabric softener, I, people need to use water to make those things work. So we've done actually some studies and certainly it takes water to source the materials for our products and water to make our products in the factories. But most of the water uh, that, gets, that gets consumed happens when consumers use the products at home. In fact, 90%. Um, and we recognize this, although it may sound simple, People don't necessarily acknowledge that or understand that. So we started a campaign to communicate to consumers to turn off the tap or turn off your faucet when you brush your teeth. Um, and we did some homework and estimated that four gallons of water gets wasted if you don't turn off the tap when the average person person brushes their teeth. Which is incredible. Um, so <laughs> That's a lot of water. Yeah, and, and then we engaged with people to help us spread that message, like Michael Phelps. Um, and so we have put a Save Water logo explaining that on every carton of toothpaste that we put out there. We've even done some, some homework to show that we've reached um, 8 billion people by doing that uh, and through some consumer survey work. So far, we've saved we, we've increased the awareness, which is great, and we've estimated that we've saved 99 billion gallons of water by doing that messaging. So, And we'll continue to, to, to work on that because we need to raise that message around the world. Well, the thing that's nice about that message, and I remember when you guys came out with that commercial, was it a Super Bowl commercial? Did that air at the Super Bowl a couple years ago? 
Yeah, I think it was three or four years yeah, ago. I remember, we had a I remember when that came out, but that's one of those great consumer behavior pieces that's like so easy to implement. And it's one of those things that people just don't think about. Um, so that's one right. of those behavior change things that feels very accessible. And I love that you, um, you know, have continued to take leadership in that area because a lot of these things are not necessarily super accessible or they require what seems like a big behavior change from consumers. But turning off the tap when you're brushing your teeth like that. If we can't do that, I'm really not sure what we can do. So um, I think it's great to have awareness to that. I think the average consumer wants to do sustainable things. They're just not sure what to do. And I think if, if we can play a role through our brands to help people understand what those opportunities and behavior changes are, I think that's terrific. That's kind of what we, what, what we're aiming to do. Yeah. I love it. Well, Anne, thank you so much. This has been so fascinating. I love hearing a little bit more about the sustainability work that you're doing at Colgate and the Recycled Tube. So thank you so much for sharing all of this information with us today. Where can people learn more about sustainability at Colgate if they would like to do that online? Um, The best place to go is colgatepomalo.com. And we have a sustainability website there, um, which is interactive. And they can read more about our water campaign, our our zero waste efforts, which um, we've been recognized as a leader of reducing zero waste at all our sites, um, as well as more on our our, our brands and our, our plastic initiatives. The other the other thing I would in, I would encourage them to join Colgate on LinkedIn as well because we're doing you know day by day updates there. Super. Well, I will put all of that in the show notes, which you can find at engageforgood.com. Thank you again, Anne, for joining us. And for all of you listeners joining us today, we really appreciate you turning into Cause Talk Radio and we will talk to you next time. 